Are you sitting comfortably? Then I'll begin. Moon Mountains Live. Hello and welcome to another episode of Blue Mountains Live every Thursday night at 7.30 after Art House. Thank you very much to Julie Ankers and the team and especially to Anne Blair Hickman who's now taken over the BM Can Talking Art segment uh, for Art House and uh, it's great to hear updates on what's going on. I'm involved with BM Can and I'll be involved in some of the things that BM Can are planning, the festival the Arts Festival that's replacing the previous Arts Trials and uh, also uh, some of the uh, exciting things that are happening with Talking Arts and the segment that Anne Blair Hickman is doing on uh, on Art House. Uh, as usual, we're still not back to um, full gig guide uh, mode at the moment, so we're going to play another interview. This one is a very special one that uh, Richard the Duck Keegan and I did last week on, on Thursday and uh, and that he played his his edited version on Monday and I'm playing my edited version tonight so I hope you enjoy that we we talked to Dave Faulkner from the Hoodoo Gurus and uh, we talked about uh, the history of the band and uh, the release that they've just uh, they've just put out uh, hung out to dry which is a uh, their uh, take on what's happening in America with uh, a little it's a little love letter to Donald Trump and and uh, I also brought up some uh, rather embarrassing points from uh, from Dave's past and uh, we played lots of music and uh, and and uh, talked about his career and uh, his uh, his love of guitars and the ones that Mars need and uh, yeah so uh, have a listen to that, but uh, we'll also a bit later on get into um, what is actually happening on the weekend. There's a couple of live events happening. Uh, Meg Benson from Music Hunters is still doing her events at the Avalon Theatre down in the foyer, Afternoon Delights, and so we'll let you know who's going to be uh, on this weekend. It's actually going to be Matt Tonks, who I did an interview with a couple of weeks ago, and then. Uh, we're also going to uh, talk about some of the other things. Oh, there's uh, the Avalon Restaurant is still having their their events, and uh, there's also an event out at Blackheath Bar and Bistro, the first one back, and that involves uh, Julian Joel Clement, who I did the interview with last week, and uh, Pam Allen, and, and uh, that's the when the Frenchman and the Englishman and the singer walk into a bar. And uh, so, but there's a few other things going on, so we'll let you know uh, after the interviews. But let's uh, let's get started with uh, uh, a song from the Gurus, and this is uh, this is what's my scene. You're listening to eighty nine point one Radio Blue Mountains. Your voice, your community.
Hi, I'm Ian from Katoomba Music, just reminding everyone that we are open and we've got lots of things for the people doing home recording or Zoom recordings, like video gear, interfaces, USB microphones 
as well as lots of instruments to constructively spend your time at home, as well as building that veggie patch. And what station do you listen to, Ian? It's always Radio Blue Mountains, 89.1 FM. Hi, this is Dave Faulkner from the Hoodoo Gurus. You may ask, what's my thing? I'll tell you. My scene is Radio Blue Mountain, supporting local music. Well, that was Hoodoo Gurus with What's My Scene. So that band has been part of the soundtrack of Australia for the last 39 years. Kind of makes me feel a bit old. Ten albums have been associated with 11 different record labels. Hall of Fame, welcome Dave Faulkner from the Hoodoo Gurus. G'day, Dave. Yeah, you feel old. What about me? <laughs> Sorry, man. 39 years. How the hell did that happen? <laughs> well, I could ask you that, but you're the one that's been playing the music. I know, mate. Well, we just, you know, you just, you just somehow you get started and you just forget to stop. <laughs> so where are you right now? You, sh- you should, you really should be preparing for a US tour right now, but you've rescheduled right. back to October, September, October yeah. next year. Yeah, I know we had to wait a year on that, and uh, we hope that's long enough because it's still uh, very iffy as to when we're going to play a show. Um, yeah, we're just basically cooling our heels in Sydney, and uh, we've done some recording recently, which kind of, uh, you know, gave us a bit of a uh, spring in our step. And um, that's about it, really, just uh, trying to hold tight until uh, things settle down. I'll get up to the new recording um, shortly, but with this COVID inter- COVID-19 interruption, once it's behind us, do you, do you see that it's a um, chance for Aussie bands, when we, when we do finally open up the pubs and venues, do you see it as a chance for the Aussie bands to fill in for the international tours that aren't happening? Well, certainly on the festivals, because they've already talked about that. Um, they're going to hold off on letting international artists tour um well they were saying that we'll see what happens when uh, the longer this drags on but um look it's going to be hard for everyone and you know and, and the venues are struggling as much as the artists you know that trying to play in them you know and we, we hope that, that, that there's still venues to play in when this is all over because uh, that's not you know certain some places might not come back but we've lost a few venues up here in the mountains in the, in the last right. couple of months which is quite sad do you look yeah, it's on... terrible. You know, people have lost their life savings or, you know, whatever. They, they You know, you don't blame them if they don't want to try and, you know, put everything on the line and start again because it's probably, you know, a bit hard. So what's what's the plan, Dave, as far as promoting this single? And, and, and is it leading up to an album? Well, we are leading up to an album. We haven't got an exact um, finishing date yet. We, we're just waiting to see how the second wave stuff, you know, pans out because we don't really want to go into rehearsal rooms and studios with people uh, when there's lots of uh, infection running around. So we have to cool our heels for a little while. But um, we've done some recording now for the next few singles. We've got another single coming out in October and one for early next year. So we've got a couple of tracks in the bank already and um, we're shooting a video for that new single in a couple of weeks. So, um, you know, we're still working on stuff. Is that, is that going to be a more, um, more yeah, traditional... Yeah, that's sort of what we're doing. That's basically, it's just what, you know, what we can do about, you know, recording music and stuff like that because we can't play live. I, I was going to ask, is that going to be maybe a more traditional Gurus song as opposed to the the um, the Hung Out to Dry, I Don't Really Like Trump very much song? <laughs> 
Well, a traditional, I mean, some people say that one's very traditional. Like some people have been saying that sounds like um, the early part of the band's career. I don't think like that anyway. I just do a song because it sounds good to me right now. I don't think about, sure. you know, where does it fit into our career and is this a good move? None of that. We just like the song and we just put it out. But uh, I will say the next song is quite back to the more power pop side of our, our uh, style. So um, if you like a good melody and a, and a, a big chorus, I think we've got one for you. I, I will say that, that that's sort of my my leading is is towards the power pop stuff. I mean, I... I yeah, well, I, as I say, this one's going to be more power pop than you're probably expecting from us. It's, right. it's kind of more in that direction than we probably ever have done before. It's, it's quite, um, in some ways, a throwback. It's got sort of classic stuff like the Beach Boys and... Uh, what they call sunshine pop from the you know like mamas and papas and and the cow stills and stuff like that. Okay. We did in fact we'd even got a cow still singing on it. John oh, Cow right. still singing harmony on it. <laughs> so that gives you a hint of where we're going with this one. So now everybody's still in the band, yeah, from um like from eighty one. You've still got you've still uh, got... not really, no, no. We had a few top lineup changes. That that first lineup, um, two guys left pretty much a, you know, in the following year. Um, Rod and, and Kimball, the guys that started the band with me. Okay. And that's when Brad joined, and he's still in the band. Um, so Brad's and... still there, Mark's still there? No, no, Mark retired. He oh, really? retired uh, 18 months ago, yeah. Um, he, he retired three years ago. Right. And then, or maybe a bit longer, and then he, he, um, he did some renovation at home and decided he spent too much money on that, so he came back for a little while. Right. And also because, you know, having, you know, just thinking he wanted to retire, once he gave it up for a while, he kind of missed it. So he came back and he goes, he scratched that itch and then he decided, you know what, I really do want to retire. So he, he quit again. And then we've got Nick who filled in the first time with the mark and now Nick came back and it's even better the second time because, you know, we we started to really fit together, uh, you know, with Nick. His his style has kind of changed us a little bit and we've, cha- and we've changed him. So that's sort of what you want to see. Okay. So we're kind of a, a refreshed up gurus now. I'm, I'm Mark, Mark, my... my initial um encounter with the gurus was you know as a as a a, a, a drummer learning to drum you know going to gigs, right. going to gigs early i lived out of out of ride you know so going to the family going to the local and um you know then seeing mark playing with you guys and with the hitmen it was yes. like you know that was the thing that impressed me i mean you know oh, that, mark is an amazing drummer there's no doubt and uh, you know we really didn't want him to leave but you know, he just had a lifetime of doing it, as you, as you say, and, course, um, you know, that was it. He sung up his sticks. But, you know, we um, you know, we worried about that, whether we could fill those shoes, that, you know, and, and you can't replace Mark with another Mark because there isn't one. No, correct. So we had to find yeah. someone else who had something else that they were bringing to the table, and that's, luckily Nick has done that. So Nick, um, he's played with a few bands you might have heard of. I mean, he played with, he, he's, he's been the third drummer for all of them, including the Hoodoo Gurus. So right. he played with the Celibate Rifles. He was their third drummer. And he played with um, a Tumbleweed. He was their third drummer. And he played with the Radio Birdman. He was their third drummer. Oh, good heavens. So upon doing a little bit of research, we find that Nick Reith, the drummer that Dave's talking about, is actually the head of installation at the Gallery of New South Wales. And on further investigation, we find a playlist that he put together for the gallery, which includes some of the bands and tracks that he quite possibly played on. So we're gonna play one called Where the Action Is, and this is a live song, live performance from the Celibate Rifles. And I think the album it's from is a live album called Blind Ear. So here's the Celibate Rifles with 
where the action is. Rob Younger, Rob Younger once said to me that he hated me because we made him like this song, which I took as probably the greatest musical compliment I've ever received. And you can't do this song without Bill Gibson. Where's the other half of the Tool Shed singers? Come on, Jim, where are you? He won't come up, he's too Amazing is the brewery on Park Street. Not only are they open seven days a week for Butte Takeaway Burgers, bring your growler or buy one there and get your favourite beer refill at the same time. DJ's still brewing new beers every week, so why not test his wares with names like Be Kind Rewind or Family Fueled? How can you resist? 
ring 0434 740 046 for opening hours and to order takeaways. Hi, I'm Ian from Katoomba Music and in these times I'd recommend that you listen to the local radio station Radio Blue Mountains 89.1 FM. Local is becoming a lot more important and reliable and we've got to encourage these great people who sort of volunteer and, and keep this thing going. Thanks Ian. And the phone number for Katoomba Music? 47821121. So having played with the Silver Rifles and also Angie Pepper, the New Christ, um, Nick Ruth's obviously a great drummer. And now he's uh, playing with the Hoodoo Gurus as our third drummer. Great, great. But he's, uh, yeah, he's great and uh, it's, it's really working out because as I say, like, he's got a different style to Mark, so that sort of slightly alters the way we sound in a, in a, in a way that I think is positive. You know, some people might say, well, you, you haven't got Mark Kingsman. Well, that's true, but we've got Nick Reef. So it's different, but, you know, kind of musically for me, it's actually been um, quite a revelation. Right. So, uh, for example, I think, you know, Hung Out to Dry would have sounded quite different with Mark playing on it. Maybe we might not have made it a single because it might have been a harder track and maybe a bit less, I don't know, there's something kind of about Nick's playing that brings out a, the kind of swingy side of things a bit. Okay. And, uh, you know, I mean, Mark is wonderful, so I'm not going to say it's a bad thing the way he played. It's just that it's different. So, you know, we're yeah, enjoying yeah. what we get out of playing with Nick. I, I, I miss Mark because I, I actually had a relationship with Mark through his brother. I know Richard quite well. So mm -hmm. we actually, I was in a band that beat Richard's first ever band before he started doing, okay. radio, doing radio called the Pharaohs of Surf. And uh, right. we beat them in a band competition at uh, New South Wales Uni, <laughs> which was which was quite fun. And he was there in the full sort of Klondike gear and, you know, raring to go. And, of course, you know, to have us usurpers come along and, and, and win the competition. Um, it, well, you know, it kind of, it's really, to me, it's sad, you know, being that, that someone of Mark's great talent decided to hang up his sticks. I mean, I, I, playing drums is a physical thing, so maybe he was starting to feel a bit, you know, worn down by it, you know, physically, but we didn't notice. <laughs> he seemed all right to us. But anyway, um, you know, it's a, you know I'd, I'd, I'd love to see him playing music still. I'd love him being, you know, still playing with us, but it just yeah. seemed to be, he just he just decided well, he had his spill. We also had an affinity for um, science fiction and robots and things, because I actually came along, I knew um, the girl who did your uh, clip for uh, Miss Freelove and uh, brought along robots and things, and, I'm, and Mark, said oh yeah bring bring robots along because i've got some you know some tin robots bring some along yep i don't think mark used to have a huge collection of um oh, toys yeah. like that and yeah. you know they're all framed and he, he was, and he had comics he had he had original cells of yeah. comics and um you know artwork from from carl barks who did the original donald duck he had some of those but he i think he sold a lot of that stuff to be honest oh, really? so, um, oh, i'm not sad. sure that he still has a, a huge collection of that he, he he um, got rid of it because I think he felt like, well, that's, it's just sitting there and that's very and sad. it's valuable and maybe he just decided, you know, he'll, well, what am I going to do with this? He'll regret that. <laughs> I don't know, you know. He, he's a, uh, yeah, he's, he's a force under himself, Mark, and he's, he's, I don't think he ever regrets it'd be, much. It'd be, like, it'd be like you selling your record collection. It'd be like you selling your vinyl. I know, more like me selling a guitar, actually, because oh, okay. I, I never sell guitar. That's true. Right. Um, you know, to me, like, well, that's a good guitar, and I like it, so I'm keeping it. Well, while you mentioned the guitars, and I'm a bit of a, a music nerd myself, 
the Hoodoo Guru sound, all right, your, your Telecaster seems to be your favourite acts that, that you're playing on stage. So I've seen you with an LP, uh, Les Paul Jr., the Gretsch. The, the actual sound of the Hoodoo Gurus, is that a set formula or is it something that sits in your head? Or is it something well, I mean, I've always felt like I've played the tally a lot on recordings as well as on stage. Um, and that's been, yeah, as, as you say, it's been my main go-to guitar. And I just think it fits in with what Brad does because, you know, he is kind of the main sort of lead guy and you've got to have a sound that, you know, kind of doesn't steal his frequencies and, you know, supports, they support each other but leave room for each other. So it's a, it's a, a balance. That's how I feel anyway. So the telly seem to work a lot, but um, just lately, the last two songs I've recorded, they've been on the Les Paul Jr. So that was Answered Prayers and um, I Hung Out to Dry. So it just happened to be that something with a bit more grit and bark in it, you know, maybe even a bit, bit more aggro. Yeah, um, just seem to like, fit for those two songs. Yeah, I do like the use that you have there of the two different guitars playing two different voices. Something I strive for when I when I'm with the band. But yeah, well, it's just you know that's just how it, you know you you because you want to hear hear what you're doing clearly and want to hear what they're doing clearly. So that means you've got to kind of make room for each other. So it's just kind of common sense, I guess, or whatever. We play different parts, obviously that helps as well. So what we're not playing your, exactly the same thing. What about your amp on stage? What, what's your go-to? Uh, well, I've been playing matchlesses for a long time, and in fact, in the studio, I've been using matchlesses a lot too. I mean, I, I've recorded a lot with boxes. Mm. Um, they're more what I tend to go to. Um, Brad has a whole variety of different things he, he can, you know, he'll use. But um, yeah, for me, I'm kind of fairly, you know, fairly set in my ways, I suppose, and it sort of works for me, and that's just all I need. So. Well, the matchlesses uh, have been great, and I've got a, a little small combo which I've been using in the studio recently. I just bought it for home, but it actually records really well, so that's just been fantastic. Yeah, I, I think that Hoodoo Guru sound—it's something that you've you've harboured for well, thirty odd years. It's—I reckon you could pick up an ABBA song and make it sound just like the Hoodoo Gurus. Well, a lot of it's my voice. I think people say that you know my singing is—you <laughs> can tell it immediately. No, you're and, uh, you know, listen. it's the tone of that voice. But, yeah, I, I think our guitar sounds are kind of, you know, sound like unique to our playing. So, you know, that that's probably true as well. There's a lot of but, songs yeah, I think, that you know, I, I that, think... That's, I think that's true about, you know, songs. You, you, it's, you know, that's why I don't worry about trying to think about styles when I'm writing a song. It's like if the Hoodoo Gurus play it and it sounds good, then it's a Hoodoo Guru song. It doesn't matter what, if someone else played it, it sounds like a country song or a blues song or, you know what I mean? I don't... That's irrelevant. You know, it's, it's a Hoodoo Guru song when we play it, so yeah. it fits. Well, that's what I was thinking. So if we heard, don't like it, that's no, you know, that becomes I've, an issue. I've heard, heard you guys, you know, do a cover of a song on stage and totally, you know, Hoodoo it, you know, totally make it your own. Um, and I've heard you do that with songs by the Flesh Tones and all sorts of people, you know. Um, yeah, well, remnants, as I say, because, you, you know, we, the band, that's the magic of a band, I think, you know, where we're not just, um, players for hire who just you know we, there's some, something else going on there where we are a unit and uh, our playing is sort of fit together in a certain way that's kind of magical so I always that's the identity that... of the band really in that which you know we can't really even um, pick it apart you know to sort of try and intellectualise it I just comes out that, that way you know that some of the parts thing applied to you guys yeah exactly one million that's 100% it you know and it, it, you always say it but it, until you feel it, it you, you can't really explain it well, uh, yeah, I listened to Turn Up Your Radio, even though you had Jim Keys on a lot of the vocals, it sounded like the Gurus.
Hi, this is Dave Faulkner from the Hoodoo Gurus, and you're listening to Blue Mountains Live on Blue Mountains Radio. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I, I I just sang on that one. I didn't actually play on that. Brad and uh, and you know I, I think you know Colin Burgess and um, you know they, they all played the part. I actually didn't play guitar on that one. I just sang. So, um, but yeah, that sounded like the Gurus doing the Master Apprentices to me as well. You know. <laughs> now I mentioned some embarrassing stories. I'm going to pull a couple out. Okay. Um, so the first one, you've got to tell us the story of Molly the dog. All oh, right. Yeah, well, as I've mentioned about Kimball Randall, the first guitarist of the band when we first started, we were called Lerhudu Gurus. He was yeah. one of the founders of the band. And Mr. Baker he played on had, that too, his, didn't he, on that, on that show? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. His, it was the Don Lane show. So yeah. his mate um, had this, this silly act, novelty act. It was called The Singing Dog. His name was Philip. Philip is the best friend of Kimball. And... Uh, Philip had done the Don Lane show a few times and, you know, done his silly dog act with the dog. Basically, whenever he sang, the dog would howl. And that was the, that was the act. And uh, people laughed at it, and, but he'd been on a couple of times. He thought, well, I better freshen this up a bit. What can I do? So he, uh, he decided he needed to have a backing band. And he asked Kimball if the Hoodoo Gurus would do it. And we were just starting out and we thought, well, here's a free trip to Melbourne, get to stay in a nice hotel, get to stay, go on the Don Lane show. What could be better? It actually, it actually got you um, some some profile, didn't it? Didn't it? Well, it did because it's, yeah, it's a big show. You know, it's very very um, you know popular program and you know rated well and was at night time and you know very very famous show. So yeah. for us, it was like you know a bit like fulfilling a bit of a dream, really. As kid, you know, when you watch these big TV shows when you're a kid and you, you know, like Graham Kennedy started out and that where that began that show and it sort of kept going for you know decades. So, um, you know, Bert Newton as well. So it was a bit of a legend thing for us. And as I say, we got a free trip to Melbourne. We got to play our first, you know, shows outside of Sydney because that's where the band was based and yep. still is. So um, it was a way of getting us down to, to tour Melbourne for the first time as well. So it worked in a lot of ways for us. But, yeah, we, we, we didn't take it seriously. I mean, I played piano for a start. I didn't even play guitar on that. Right. And we did like a cover. I mean, My my Mother's Eyes, I think is named the song, um, <laughs> which he changed to My Molly's Eyes when his dog's name was Molly, Molly the Singing Dog. But that but, I mean, the whole story, and, you know, it was just uh, our way of getting our, our mugs on television and, and to get a, a <laughs> an easy trip down to Melbourne and get the money. Here's Molly the Singing Dog and a punk band. Say hello. You got it. <laughs> Basically, it was a ploy to get the, the band to Melbourne, so we did a tour of Melbourne, and we ended up being on the show. Now, the other the other story I've got is that, um, as I said, I was doing props for clips and things, and um, when I was at the ABC doing that, I, I was in charge of hiring our props. So um, I got approached by someone who who knew your manager at the time. Is it Michael McMartin? Yeah, he's still our manager. Yeah, yes. yeah. And so there was a party at at his Elizabeth's mansion. Danny Kutcher. Oh, yeah. And, um, and I distinctly remember, I did actually sort of meet you briefly, but I distinctly remember you went as, um, as Kevin Barlow on the night. You're quite correct. That, yes. That's an embarrassing story. But, uh, yes, yeah, so it was, it was a uh, bad taste party. It was actually a Halloween party. So it was like you went as a horror character. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was a kind of but horrific story at the time. And, uh, I, yeah, I, I wasn't in blackface, but I wasn't far off. You know what I mean? So <laughs> not a photo I'd necessarily be 
proud of that I have. I saw myself, but uh, it was a bit of silliness. Luckily, no one did have video, um, you know, iPhones in those days. It's an image I still live with, though. Yeah, well, I had a well, I, Yes, I won't talk anymore about it. But yes, it was. <laughs> I had blue face paint on. I know that. It was a good night. I, I did, you know, gravestones and things for the party. So, you know, lots of cobwebs and things like that. So, it, uh, <laughs> I remember it being quite a good night. It was a good night. Michael doesn't live there anymore. It's a beautiful old sandstone house in Coogee. And uh, it's one of the, if you look at books on the famous sandstone uh, houses of the Sydney, that's one of the ones that's in there. It's kind of a well-known place. So he and, and his wife, who, who is, had passed away some years ago, she, they both lived there for a long time. And now he lives down the south coast, so um, he's, he's not in the uh, Coogee area anymore. Yeah, you know you've got a whole bunch of people at home going into Google saying Barlow, Barlow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't really want to go too far to describe no, no. it. It was in bad taste. As Let, I let's, let's actually switch switch back to the present and maybe um, get you to talk about the single. Yeah, Hung Out to Dry. Sure. It, it's a protest song. Born, what is it, Born Out to Protest song from the 60s? Well, I mean, is it a protest song? I think of it more as an I hate you song, you know? Like, there's a lot of songs like that, you know? The Stones used to have a song called, you know, Look at That Stupid Girl, and there's, you know, there's quite a tradition of people singing songs about someone they don't like, and, uh, you know, Bob Dylan, too. But um, I guess, you know, for me, it was, you know, it is definitely an I hate someone who's a political figure, which is Donald Trump, you know? And I, I just really have been looking on with horror the way he, he has turned the COVID-19, you know, pandemic into an, an excuse to try and, you know, divide America and, and get himself re-elected by uh, marching his troops around some nonsense about not wearing masks and, you know, and your liberties being curtailed by not being able to go to the pub or something. I mean, it's just ludicrous. You know, there's a health crisis. It's nothing to do with, you know, people's political views. And, you know, the 160,000 people now have died. I mean, you didn't need to be that many. It's just well, wrong. That yeah, 160,000 people, that's the equivalent of Darwin. It's crazy, you know, and, and, and you know, there's still like, there's going to be a whole lot more than that, you know. Yeah. It, it's, it, as I say, so I was just horrified and I wrote this song basically saying, get lost, you know, and, and I want to see you gone and hopefully he will be gone the next election. But if not, well, who knows? We might not get a visa back <laughs> to go there next year because he the, might not like that song very much because it's certainly lyrics. aimed at fair and square right between the eyes. Yeah, the lyrics are great. Kiss kiss your money, Abel. Rope on a dope. And the video... <laughs> The video I know, I know. Trump. Yeah, just, you know, cause, but again, it's not really a poli- it's not talking about his views on politics. It's me saying, I don't like you, you're an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, you know? It's, and you know, I think, you know, I think, I, I think I'm right. I encourage everyone to go onto YouTube and just read the comments too, because there's some fabulous comments, which, what, you've replied to as well. well. I don't reply very much, but, you know, a couple of times I have, you know. But <laughs> there, the thing is, you've got to know about social media is. A lot of it is done by trolls, and they're people that are paid by, you know, maybe sitting in, in, in Moscow, sitting there 24-7 behind a bloody, um, you know, computer, pretending to be 20 different people and posting things on news websites and on YouTube or whatever, trying to shape the narrative, you know. And, you know, the, the, the uh, Keep America Open campaign, which you remember people protesting in Michigan and all that, you know, um, that was, they did a survey afterwards of the internet, and they realized that 50% of the of the social media traffic around that topic was done by bots. Mm. That's 50%. That's a lot of media traffic. And so that's someone who's definitely out there to try and make America fall on its ass and, you know, collapse in a heap because that was a destructive thing to do. Yeah. Well, hung out to dry. So, you know, you can't believe these people are real. So if you take them seriously, you're an idiot. You know, these, these people on, on, on YouTube, on, you know, comment sites, you know, and 
I mean, some of them are real. You can tell they really believe things they're saying, but some of them just seem like they've got the gender. You know, I don't like Donald Trump. You're wrong about saying him and Putin were friends. Like, oh, right, okay. What's your little game? Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, they seem focused on certain things. They're trying to not have, you know, become, uh, you know, part of the conversation. They're trying to suppress that. Sorry, 
Hi, I'm Ian from Katoomba Music, just reminding everyone that we are open and we've got lots of things for the people doing home recording or Zoom recordings, like video gear, interfaces, USB microphones, as well as lots of instruments to constructively spend your time at home, as well as building that veggie patch. And what station do you listen to, Ian? It's always Radio Blue Mountains, 89.1 FM. Fusion Boutique wants us all to know what's happening and the events that are planned for down the line by joining their mailing list at fusionboutique.com.au or their Facebook page. Gift vouchers are also available by emailing charity at info.fusionboutique.com.au. Wake up to the sounds of the 60s, 70s, 80s and 90s, Monday to Friday on The Breakfast Show on 89.1, Radio Blue Mountains from 7am to 9am with your host, Ron Green. We also bring you updates on news, weather and transport, as well as happenings in the Blue Mountains. So for a great start to the morning, join us from 7am, Monday to Friday on 89.1, Radio Blue Mountains. You're listening to 89.1, Radio Blue Mountains. Your voice, your community. Well, hung out to dry. It's it's a um, it's a precursor then for the new album for the for next year. Yes, that's the that's the idea. We're we're hoping that the singles will all be on it. So um, you know, we may change our mind, but we, uh, if we get more songs, then we can you know fit them all on. But at this stage, the idea is we're doing singles first and that making the album sort of, which got, is the way when we first began the band. That's how our first album was done. We have, did a, have a you song got most Tojo. We toured on that. And then we did a, you know, came back in the studio a few months later and recorded My Girl and toured on that. And then we went back, recorded I Want You Back and the rest of the tracks of the album. So we're sort of doing it the same way as we started, really. So is that is that how it's evolving? You, you're just working as the songs pop up? You, you haven't got a, a plan for the whole thing as a, as a whole? Well, I like the idea of working on singles, you know, like, as I say, you know, if it's a strong song and not trying to just fill it up with, you know, all at once and saying, here's all the songs that we've got. But, you know, this gives us time to kind of, pick the eyes out, I guess, and just let it develop on its own way, you know, rather than sort of trying to force it into a box straight away. So you haven't picked... Let it become something rather than, you know, say, try and design it all at once. You haven't picked a name for the album yet? Uh, Yeah, but I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) And because also it might change, you know, so... We've only only got half a dozen listeners, Dave, you know, it's it's community radio, so... (laughs) Give us a clue. I'll give you you some scoops already about the... uh, John Cowsell singing on the next single. No one knew that. Oh, okay. That's a, that's a bit of an exclusive. Great, that'd be good. Well, can we get a copy of it? You uh, well, it not till it's coming out in October. But, oh, okay. um, right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's yeah, and it's also here's another exclusive that Vicky Peterson from the Bangles is also singing on it. Oh, wow! So because you, yeah, you guys, so she's an old friend. So you know, she's well, sung on a few of our songs in you, the past. She's sung a thousand miles away. Didn't you tour with them early on? Very early on, yeah, yeah, a couple of times, in 85, 86, in the second album uh, time. I remember the story but, uh, yeah, of... Yeah, um, sang on... You the beginning of A Thousand Miles Away, that's Vicky singing the part Now You're Flying at the beginning of that, that's yeah, Vicky's yeah. voice. Estimated time of arrival, 9.30 a.m. Been up before the sun and now I'm tired before I even begin. Now you're flying I got so much work in front of me Really flying It stretches out far as the eye can see 
I can see Spend half my life in airports Doing crosswords or attempting to sleep And when the bar is open Then you'll often find the warming a seat I never find a place where I can stay Really flying I'd rather be a thousand miles away Thousand miles away The story of um, Brad dancing 
erratically to um, walk like an Egyptian and turning the drum machine off. Yeah, well, you read you read up because that's a pretty obscure story. Yeah. That was actually the first time the Bangles played that song, and uh, it was a bit of a disaster because he, he, the drum machine stopped. Because um, basically, the reason being they had a drum machine is because that was how it was recorded, and Debbie, the drummer, sang lead on that song. You know, it's like a, all four um, Bangles sang lead on that. So See, yeah. rather than pretend to play drums, you know, like play drums and it was never recorded that way, she just started to come out the front and sing, you know, and play a tambourine, and they all sang that song with a drum machine. That was the only song they did that to. And the very first night, and they, you know, they, they'd kind of been trying to figure out how to do this song. It was, it was already a sort of chart hit and they hadn't played it live yet, you know. And so that, that first night they played it, Brad was a little bit tipsy and dancing around watching the Bangles play it. And uh, yes, he fell over the drum machine and it went, it stopped. And <laughs> they didn't know what to do. And then their, their uh, sound engineer on the side of the stage, the monitor guy, just went, well, what do I do? He pressed start and it went back to the beginning of the song again so song some of us were playing halfway through some were playing you know <laughs> and picked it up it was a complete shambles but you so, used to uh, yes brad was a popular boy that night you guys used to get on stage with them for for a couple of songs didn't you yeah when yeah not not during that tour but um for example last time the Bengals played in sydney which was only well, a few years ago now um maybe four they uh, invited brad and i up uh, when they played the animal we, we played the encore with them so yeah we you know we're old mates and, you know, yeah, love that band. Good. All right. Well, I'm mindful of the time and I want to thank you very much, Dave, for spending some time with us. In closing, I want to encourage all the fans to go onto the website, buy the merchandise, support the band, hoodoogurus.net, and I see you've even got your own Hoodoo Gurus face mask. What better statement than to support the band with the Hoodoo Gurus face mask? Exactly, and rob a bank. <laughs> Just then, kidding, I'm just... Who robbed this bank? I think it was Dave Faulkner. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, he had, he had the word Hoodoo Gurus on. It must have been Dave Faulkner. <laughs> Thanks for your time, Dave. It's been a great pleasure. No worries, guys. And Thanks, uh, Dave. Yeah. Dave, and we look forward to um, you know, being out in the real world soon. Great, oh. great to catch up. Have, did you ever tour up here? Did you ever come up here do any shows up in the Blue Mountains? Uh, we haven't played lately, but of course we love doing it. So you know, never know. We'll, you know. Hopefully, we can wind our way back soon. Please do. The invite's open. We can put you up for the night. That'd be wonderful. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Dave. All right, Dave. Cheers, guys. Cheers. See ya.
So once again, I must say thank you to Dave Faulkner on air for uh, that great interview. He was very forthcoming uh, with lots of detail and put up with my silly questions. For the rest of the night, I'm just going to keep playing some uh, Hoodoo's music and some other Australian music, like the Celebrate Rifles, who who we mentioned, because uh, Nick Reith actually uh, was, as he said, the third drummer for, for them, as well as a bunch of other bands. Um, people like the New Christ and Angie Pepper and Dennis Tech played on Dennis Tech's album. So uh, we'll keep listening to those tracks. And I've even thrown in some grabs from their uh, Facebook page, uh, Hoodoo Guru's official Facebook page, so get over there now. They have a thing called the Hoodoo Guru's Record Club, and it's basically Dave sat down with Brad Shepard and Richard Grossman, and they've gone through and analysed, um, done a bit of an audit, on the different albums so the two i watched was uh, one for mac shaw and also one for crank and so uh, let's kick it off with uh, them talking about the song when you get to california and uh, that's from mac shaw and so we should listen to that song now here's when you get to california by the hoodoo gurus Yeah, well, Mac Shaw was um, uh, basically the album that uh, was the songs that were for this Fluffer project I tried when the band broke up for a while. I worked with Brad on this, this, this project and it didn't come to anything because we couldn't find a rhythm section that worked. And um, then we did the Persian Rugs and the song When You Get to California. When the Persian Rugs played that, it was too obviously Gurus-ish. So the Persian Rugs, I couldn't let them play that. And so there was these songs that were waiting around that I thought the songs were great. Uh, and I didn't know why they hadn't worked before. I used to think I was on my own. I used to think I was fully grown. Yeah, well everyone thinks they 
Firewood are located in the Megalong Valley and happy to supply firewood across the Blue Mountains. They're a five-star service and deliver direct to you. So if you need firewood this winter, call them on 0421 716 260. Australian Music Masters is hosted by The Duck, Richard Keegan. He reckons Australia has been blessed with brilliant musicians and fabulous entertainers, so he wants to have a conversation with you all featuring the cream of the Australia music scene. So, for everything Australian, join The Duck, 11 to 1, every Monday on 89.1 FM. Big Boys, setting up your Friday night and your weekend with local Australian hip-hop and electronica. Love advice, movie reviews and live interviews. Your host, Little Dre, The Professor, DJ Chrisoff and Buster Chai will keep you real and sucker-free. That's Friday night, 8pm to 10pm 
on Radio Blue Mountains 89.1 on the FM dial or streaming live via rbm.org.au. How amazing is the brewery on Park Street? Not only are they open seven days a week for Butte Takeaway Burgers, bring your growler or buy one there and get your favourite beer refill at the same time. DJ's still brewing new beers every week, so why not test his wares with names like Be Kind Rewind or Family Fueled? How can you resist? Ring 0434-740-046 for opening hours and to order takeaways. Mountains Live.
each week I try and dedicate a song to my friend Libby and uh, CEO of Mellor Management. And this week it's Damien Lovelock with Disco Inferno. Why? Hey. 
the best thing you can do to protect community is to keep a safe distance from others. This means two big steps. You should watch out for any symptoms of coronavirus in yourself and in your family. Even if you feel well, you could spread the virus to others without knowing. Get tested, even if you only have mild symptoms. You can help stop the spread of coronavirus. For more information, go to the New South Wales Government website at nsw.gov.au. Station sponsor. You know what makes an Australian of the Year. Just look around you. People who show courage, sacrifice and kindness. They don't think they're heroes, but you see their bravery. They don't think they're outstanding, but you see their generosity. They may not know you, but you know them. Now it's time to show them. Nominate now at australianoftheyear.org.au. That's australianoftheyear.org.au. Listening to 89.1 Radio Blue Mountains, your voice, your community. video for that was a lot of fun. We filmed it up in the Hunter Valley uh, around uh, Patterson, and, well not, not so much Patterson, but Largs and uh, 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 Warpeth and, and places like that. And they were real bikers 
in the video, there's women, they, their husbands were bikers and so were they, and um, <laughs> bikies. But they were all their bikes and they were all, if, I don't know if you're a bike expert, but you would actually be quite, kind of actually, it's kind of a bit of bike porn there because it's, it's, it's all British bikes. There's no American bikes or anything else or Japanese, it's all British. So um, Nortons and BMWs and what have you. So it's um, cool on that level and uh, it was also fun to be riding pillion. Unfortunately, I did a very stupid thing earlier in the shoot that day. I, uh, the bike was on a stand which stopped the filming for something, you know, reloading or whatever, getting a, setting a shot up. And one of the bikes started falling over and I went to grab it and I grabbed it by the chrome pipe. Red hot. Well, it wasn't red hot, but it was <laughs> very hot. And I burnt my hand terribly and I'm holding on for grim death with just one hand on most of the shots in that, that uh, clip.
So that's it for another show, Blue Mountains Live every Thursday night from 7.30 after Art House. Thanks again to Julie Ankers and the crew for a great Art House show. And I hope you enjoyed the interview that Richard the Duck Keegan and I did with Dave Faulkner. Um, that was uh, very generous of, of Dave to uh, let us interview him, to let me ask, a, as I said, a few embarrassing questions. But uh, I, th- I hope you learned a lot and, uh, and we got to hear some great music as well as uh, some other Australian bands who, uh, who were involved and played around the same time. Now, I'm going to talk about a few of the live gigs that are on on the weekend. There's only, only a couple and uh, hopefully uh, that'll slowly increase. We've got uh, the first show out at Blackheath Bar and Bistro happening on Sunday. Um, but let's just talk about uh, tomorrow night first. Uh, tomorrow night we've got down at the uh, Blue Mountains uh, Theatre and Community Hub, we have uh, the another of the Love Local Live on stage shows that they're doing down there. Uh, that is restricted. The tickets are, are uh, you have to book for tickets, and I would uh, I would do that very quickly to make see if you can uh, you can get in there because there is social distancing and restrictions on how many people they can have in the theatre. The show kicks off at 7:30, goes through till 8:30 uh, tomorrow night, and uh, that's with Dieter and Rob Rayner from uh, The Bees. Now, they uh, are well-known internationally. They play lots of festivals. Um, years ago, they were on Spicks and Specs. I remember seeing them on Spicks and Specs. And they're locals. They're from Katoomba. And if you want to see them, uh, that's, uh, as I said, you have to go down and, and uh, go to the community hub and uh, give, them, give the hub a ring or go to the website and, and book tickets. Also on tomorrow night, we've got Blue Sherlock playing at the Avalon, at the Avalon restaurant. They'll be playing from 7.30 to 9.30. And uh, that's William Sherlock Rodder and uh, Jeremy Holland. And uh, their, their unique style that they've developed from blues and jazz and folk. And uh, you go down there and, and have a meal tomorrow night and uh, we'll probably try and have uh, Willem and, uh, and, and Jeremy in for, for an interview, in one of our interviews, very soon, so that'll be good. Okay, next we've got, on Saturday, we've got Afternoon Delights, which is the shows that Meg Benson from Music Hunter have, has been doing uh, downstairs at the Avalon, and uh, uh, she does sometimes stream, via Facebook so you can watch them online but uh, it's not the same as getting down there and, and there are, it is also restricted There's, you can usually only have about 20 people in the foyer there at the, at the restaurant and uh, they're, they're great so get down there as I said 20 people about, about $50 a person to get down there and, uh, and enjoy that and then on Saturday night they have the uh, Saturday night piano parlour upstairs at the restaurant, and uh, that's usually either uh, Robbie Mann or uh, Matthew Dennett, depending on who's got the shift that week. And you can go there, have a meal, and uh, listen to the wonderful piano bar. Now, the other thing that's happening on the weekend is our first gig back with the uh, Blackheath Bar and Bistro, as I mentioned earlier, and. That's with uh, Julian Joel Clement 
uh, Pam Allen and Lee Burkett, and they do a thing called A Frenchman, An Englishman and a Singer Walk Into a Bar. Well, this is their walking back into the bar on Sunday, and that's 6.30 to 8.30. And uh, that's uh, the Blackheath Bar and Bistro. So get along to see that. And uh, have a great weekend, everyone. Stay safe, and uh, we'll see you next week. And, of course, what's the point of having a radio show if you can't play some of your own music? So I'm going to play a song from the band I was in up until a couple of years ago, until I moved to the mountains. Uh, This was a band called The Blindfolds, and this is a song called The Crunch. Have a great weekend.